and welcome to the J Train Podcast. J Train Jared Free coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right, every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it all works. You tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears, and we'll take them. And then that's how that's how it gets shared. People, you know, you're passing off a little love note to someone. Hey, I got something for you. Papa JT in your left and righty every Monday with some we, – we take care of your concerns here. And you can send in anything you like, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Now, Thursday's episodes are the Luxury Lounge. That is a hit. I'm getting a lot of great feedback. I want your feedback on that. But if you have something for the Luxury Lounge, you title your email Luxury Lounge, and then it gets to the lounge. If you have something for JTrain Podcast, just title it whatever your, your issue is, and we'll get to it. I got a great first email here. And also – uh, we're on Patreon, three extra podcasts a week for five bucks a month, Luxury Lounge on Wednesdays, one more email, which is a, I go I go through one email every Friday that's too long for the J-Train podcast, and I, I kind of answer it in a way, if you know anyone who's a Patreon member, I answer it like you should dim the lights. I'm talking right to you. I'm speaking to your soul. So one more email. That's every Friday, and then Coffee with J-Train is me. Coffee with J-Train is every Sunday, and that's really me telling stories from the week, um, the one I most recently taped uh, is all about how a famous TikToker tried to prank me on the street out of nowhere, just uh, TMZ style, just ran up to me paparazzi style. And I was like, who are these women taping me? And then I find out they have 6.5 million TikTok followers. So if you want to hear that, uh, patreon.com slash Jared Free. That's where you go and sign up. And I also give advice there, personal advice that is private and I'm not an expert. I'm just some guy with an opinion. So it's someone to give you an unbiased, thought-out, reasonable response. So patreon.com slash Jared Freed. And I got live dates. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to be in Bridgeport, Connecticut, then Atlantic City, and then I'm in, I think, Richmond and Mohegan Sun. So go to my calendar. And then the fall, it turns up. Boston, Austin, Dallas, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com for tickets. And very excited about today's guest. An OKP on the show. Original key player. She is fantastic. Great podcast. The co-host of Girls Gotta Eat. Raina Greenberg, thank you for coming on. Hi, Jared. Thanks for having me. How are you? What's going on? Great to see you. I just had a blast on your podcast, and we were like, let's bring the gang back together, right? <laughs> Yes, you are our most returning guest on Girls mm. Gotta Eat. We love having you. We love a, we love a funny guy. We love an insightful guy. We sure. love having somebody mansplain men's behavior. Yes. Uh, but you're always you always bring a lot of insight and a lot of humor, and I, I love the combo of both. So does our audience. Listen, we had a blast. We encourage if you go right now. If you don't listen to Girls Gotta Eat, go listen right now. Um, to the episode, let, let me be your appetizer in. But I'm sure a lot of you already listen. We did a bonus episode where at the beginning, Ashley is trying to flirt with this guy. And I was like, tap on the window. That is something that's a J train podcast, like original. I've been talking about tapping on the window glass for like eight years now, as crazy as that sounds. And, and we, we, we had Ashley <laughs> it do was it. a bold move. It, you have, yeah, she tapped six thing, times. But don't you think you're a bold person, Raina? You have to be bold in this game. Like, what is the difference between being yourself and being bold? Like, I, I think, like, to me, like, Ashley is a strong, independent woman. You are, too. Like, you would go up to a guy in a bar. How is that any different? Like, just liking six Instagram pictures in a row. So, to the listeners, if you haven't listened, I... she likes six in a row. And I was like, if he, the move is to like six of yours back. Like this is the tap dance. This is the dance of Instagram, baby. <laughs> Don't you think? I like to shoot my shot. You know, I, I think shooting your shot is important. I think you can be scared to shoot your shot and not do it, or you can do it and get rejected. Um, either way, in those two scenarios, you're in the same place, right? You don't get the guy, or you can be bold and try. And you're I think best case, you get the guy, you get his attention. Here's my biggest problem with how women shoot their shot. Women, a lot of times, shoot their shot without chance of missing. They don't let themselves miss. And that can get frustrating because you have to let the other person... I, and listen, I'm not I'm not defending a lot of men. A lot of men do the hey, 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 bitch. Like, you know, like they'll do that move <laughs> where they're just like hanging you to death and then they act like an asshole. So I get it. Like men have their issues too. But I'm saying a lot of times when women shoot their shots in the DMs, it'll be 
Like their their account will be totally blocked off. And like they're totally private. Hey, we should do drinks. It's like, no, you got to browse me. Why shouldn't I get the opportunity to politely look at you? Like, I don't under, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I, unless no one likes to feel rejected. I think men are a little more trained at shooting their shot. So mm-hmm. I think that women in general are are taught to be pursued and men are taught to be pursuant of them. Sure. So men are like, they're so used to the chase and being rejected. And of course, I've been rejected and it sucks. Um, sucks. But I, I think that the worst case scenario is you walk up to a person and they're like, ooh, you're ugly. That will never happen, right? That will never happen. No, no, no. Worst case is that somebody's just like not feeling you. You read the room and you walk away and I don't care. I have never thought twice to listen, I'm an average looking girl. I'm fine. You know what I mean? I'm not Giselle. I, I'm not a troll. I'm just I'm your every other I'm your everyday girl. I will walk up to any guy in a bar, never think twice about it, never think am I pretty enough? Am I good enough? I like to just say hello. If they're not into it, they'll leave. You know? I, totally. And and it's like it's as simple as, hey, thought you looked fun, just wanted to say what's up. And give them the chance to answer that. And then I think you can like I think you can pursue while being pursued. You can kind of do the move where you go, hey, hey, what's up? Just wanted to say what's up. You seem fun. Now it's kind of the balls in their court to keep the conversation going like 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 they either go with you or they don't. And that's okay too. But like you can't have yourself. You can't put. So I don't like when people jump in the DMs and put you in the position to turn them down as evil as possible. So it's like, hey, want to go out? And you go, and it's like, well, then I have to follow you. Then I have to look at you. And then I have to go, not for me. Like, that's the mean, that's a mean thing. You put in a, posi- a person in a position to be mean when it's not supposed to be that mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think that even if I think we're all afraid of rejection and I think that like we should make our Instagrams public if we're going to be sliding into somebody's DMs to try to pick them up, which I think is a great. I mean, I my the person I'm dating now, my boyfriend, the first time we ever talked was like through well through a podcast and then through DM. Um, But worst case is somebody to slide in and they're going to decide you're not for them. And who cares? The stranger doesn't find you attractive. Who gives a shit? And the faster you get to the answer, the faster you get to the next person who is into your vibe. You know, we're looking, let's get, this is a numbers game, people. We're cold calling for dick. We got to make sure we move. <laughs> and now, now you're the subject of your boyfriend. I have met your boyfriend. Your boyfriend's a hilarious dude. I think this is a perfect first email for us to start. And everyone can send their emails, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Go follow Raina at Raina.greenberg on Instagram. Girls Gotta Eat, that's the podcast. Go listen, fantastic show. Do funny guys have feelings? Okay. Jared, thank you for being an iconic part of this generation. Oh, that is way too much. I'm Giselle. <laughs> I'm I'm Beyonce. Love the pod, everything you do on IG, and I'm patiently waiting to see your stand-up. Well, I'm out there, people. Um, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. Anyways, here's the situation in question. I'm a 32-year-old female. I've been dating a guy from Bumble for a little over three months. We, well, I... Waited to have sex until about, well, I like, she's like, we, well, I waited to have sex until about the three month mark to build an emotional connection first. Well, you both waited. You both waited, but your reason was the emotional. You, okay. So, okay. Side note, I didn't put a timeline on it. I just wanted to uh, try dating this way for once. I think that's fantastic. She's getting in touch with her own emotional connection to sex. I'm in for it. He's a dad of a little girl and has her every weekend and is very cautious of women he's dating meeting her. He says his daughter has never met a girl before and he doesn't want to confuse her. He said I'm the first girl he's ever been comfortable with meeting her. And I did so about a week ago and everything went great. This is this is a win. We live about an hour apart without traffic from each other, so we get together in person about once or twice a week, depending on our schedules slash daddy duties. Enough backstory. Here's the part I need help with. He is a funny guy and jokes around, so when it comes to serious talks about our feelings or commitment, he always makes it a joke and doesn't give a clear answer. I don't have any screenshots because we don't text a lot. For example, we are going to an event this weekend, so I asked him what our plan was, and he said, oh, yeah, I need a date for that. And I said, don't you already have a date? Me, obviously. (laughs) She writes, you wouldn't really take another girl. He said, ha, 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 no, you're my date, silly. I wouldn't do that. So I say that's good to hear because I like you and I'm excited to spend time together at this event. He responds, aw, you're the one who might ha- might get swept off her feet by a guy there. Then I'll just be there like, we- like well, that was fun. See, he's he's putting it off. 
Like the fact she wrote, I, I like it spent time together. He responds, ah, and then you're the one who might get swept off her feet by a guy. Then I'll just be there like, well, that was fun. Anytime we talk about feelings or liking each other, it just stays at that surface level, make it into a joke, or somehow avoid really answering. This confuses me, and I don't know how to get clarity on how he feels besides his actions. So do funny guys have feelings or life uh, or life just all about making sure I'm laughing? You're the best, J-Train, sincerely. At least I'm always laughing. <clears throat> so this is an email after my own heart because I am so much like this guy. Reyna, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, first of all, yeah, my boyfriend's a funny guy. You're a funny guy. Yes, funny people have feelings. There's not like a blanketed answer to all funny people. There could be a couple of things with this guy. He could be using humor as a defense mechanism. Um, that whole like, I think you might meet somebody else while we're on a date. It could just be some like cheesy dad joke. Um, mm. Or it could be how he really feels. You know, you're going to look beautiful. We're going to be around a bunch of other people. I feel insecure that you might catch someone else's eye. Or he might be as deep as a puddle. I mean, every single person is totally different um not everybody wants to have super deep conversations with you all the time or some people are incapable of it but i certainly wouldn't say all funny people aren't like that like my, my boyfriend's super funny and i think he's super deep and does does your boyfriend do this ever though or maybe in the beginning was there because i i do think see what she's saying like this is some this is a problem i have where i think funny people have feelings i think they have the most feelings so they're the best at really kind of you know, juking and dodging and avoiding when feelings come up. So like when you're so sensitive to the other person's, what the person's saying beneath the words they're saying, you're kind of the best at deflecting. Like, I, I think that's what he's doing. He's deflecting the idea of like, this is getting more serious. This needs to be real. And she's trying to make it real and he's trying to make it, you know, keep it on the surface level. I don't. Doesn't it feel like that? Because I do this. I'm I'm one of these people. So it feels like a deflection to me. And so I want to turn this on you and ask you, like, if you were dating somebody and you were constantly like juking, you said, like, if you were constantly like, dodging this stuff, how would mm. you want somebody to tell you, I don't love this all the time? She's got to say something, and she's got to go. Like, you almost have to. Like, it, it's almost like a karate type of fight. Like, it's almost like a boxing match. Like, you, you he's, you're given jabs and he's blocking the jabs and you got to come in with a left. Like, you can't, you have to be somewhat relentless, I think, in my opinion, because I think what she's doing right now is she's kind of throwing one punch and then backing away. I think she's got to come with the melee. She's got to come really punching this guy with all like serious, 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 serious so that he can't just keep joke, 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 joke. At a certain point, he'll seem ridiculous. So like when she says, and it, she gives her example, what our plan was, he says, oh yeah, I need a date for that. And, said, and, then, and then she tries to be serious and says, uh, you already have a date? You already have a date? You wouldn't, ta you wouldn't really take another girl. Like she's, sounds like she's joking, but she is not joking in any way in that sense. But, he said, ha, 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 no, you're my date, silly. And it's like, I think that's a point where you're three months in, you've met his daughter. Hey, I, I, and also I do think this has to be in person. I think in text, it's really easy. to. It's even easier to deflect. It's even easier to send it a, an emoji. And I think it's in person. You go, hey, I know you were joking. Start with, I know you were joking. So now it's like, I get it. But when you... You, when you said I'm going to bring another girl and then I, you know, I, I kind of go along with it, it kind of makes me feel like shit. And I love joking with you, but there's a point where like you've never said anything serious to me about <laughs> us. Like you have to like kind of move the curtains aside and show all the shit in the back. No. Yeah, I think that you can say like definitely in person, 100%. You can say it with a smile on your face. You can say, hey, this is just kind of like a weird interaction to me. And like, I just want to acknowledge to you like I like you. I didn't love the way it felt that you like joked yeah. about taking somebody else or that I would meet somebody else. Um, and it's OK to be like, hey, I'm a person. I love joking with you. I, I have a sense of humor. Maybe this is not the realm in which you joke with me all the time. Raina, you and I both know as people, you know, as funny people who go on stage, we both know very well that nothing trains you better than a bomb. You have to let him know he's bombing. Okay? Cuz <laughs> so true. It's true because right now he doesn't get that his little shtick 
ain't going over with the crowd. You're the crowd, Miss Miss Emailer. So let them know. Hey, not funny. Do you? I met your daughter. Are we gonna just joke around about this? And I think part of this is probably because she doesn't know what it is yet, but she's met a daughter, so she's like, I know it's more serious than anything else. But like, you have to also let them know that part of your standard is like having serious conversations as well as the fun ones. Yeah, and I also think like, listen, being in relationships, there's trade-offs, right? One of the trade-offs about being in a romantic relationship is that people are going to tell you about your behavior sometimes. They're going to say, this is how you're affecting me in a way that your friends are never going to tell you. Platonic relationships are never going to tell you, but your partner is going to tell you. And that is a trade-off is that once in a while, somebody's going to be like, hey, I didn't love this. And you are always training a person for how you want to be treated. That Mm. person in turn is welcome to say to you, well, I don't feel like treating you like that. Totally agree. You know? Yeah, that you, you, how you want to be treated, fair for you, not for me to do. And and that seems like it's such a more serious thing. Like it's like it's not that serious. It's it's not a more, you know, it, it feels like a more serious thing where you're going like I don't want to treat you that way. It's like no no no, there's a respectful way to do that. It's just you said it just like you said, like you said it perfectly where it's like I'm training you to this idea. This is this is how you fit in the house. You either fit in it or you don't. Right. Jay- Podcast at gmail.com Podcast at gmail.com here with Raina Greenberg at Raina.Greenberg go follow go follow girls gotta eat the podcast go 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 listen right now is having a type all that important ooh I like this question my okay. question is simple is having a type all that important backstory I met this guy on Bumble. We had an instant connection. We talk every day via text, and sometimes we talk on the phone multiple times a day for at least 30 minutes each call, minimum. That's a lot. But let me just start with, I don't know where this email goes. You had an instant, You met this guy on Bumble, an instant connection. Talk every day via text, and sometimes we talk on the phone multiple times a day, at least 30 minutes each call. That's a lot if you haven't, you have to, if you're not seeing each other in person, you've done too much. Oh, so they're not like long distance. (laughs) Oh, well, she writes, we have been on an approximately five to six dates that I would consider actual dates and have hung out more than that in a more casual non-date type way. Okay. That's a lot of talking on the phone, though. Okay. (laughs) We... We had had met a few weeks... uh, He had met a few of his... He had me meet a few of his friends, even. We hooked up only once as we decided to take things slow and start as friends. Okay, so you're talking on the phone for 30 minutes, five to six dates, plus hangout in non-date ways, but you've hooked up once (laughs) to take things slow and start as friends? Very confusing to me. Raina? Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on here. Now the bomb drop. All right. Okay, now the bomb drops. He says that although we have a strong connection, we are attracted to to one another and it's likely a great match. I am not his quote unquote type. So he feels he can't move any further. He is into what he describes as exotic looking girls. (laughs) What does that fucking mean? And I am about as white as a saltine cracker. He wants a chick with an accent, but somehow my thick Boston accent isn't exactly what he means. He's, he wants to remain friends, as do I, but I feels uh, it sucks to feel rejected for such a petty thing. Does this make sense? Can some people just not look beyond their type, or is there more to this? He isn't my general type either, but I am willing to look beyond that as things have yet to work out with my usual type. Thanks for any advice. What do you think, Rainer? Fuck this guy. Get out of here. What kind of person says to you, I don't like the way you look. I don't like your accent. Get out of here. Listen, girl, there are a million people in the world besides this guy. That is a crazy thing to say to a person. There's also, by the way, a million people that aren't my physical type that I wouldn't necessarily be attracted to. I would not tell them that. I wouldn't go on five dates with them, and I still wouldn't tell them that after five dates. That's a crazy thing to say to a person. And listen, maybe it is important to yeah, maybe there is such thing as a type. Maybe some people it just boils down to what do you look like? This is this is the person I want to fuck looks like this. But that's not your guy. This is yeah, this isn't your guy. And this is, you know, listen, he's a dick and he's a dick in a different way. He's a dick in exactly the way Rain is saying. I'm not here to de- defend him, but I, I can only speak to the emailer. This is the problem with like leaving friends as an option for a bumble match. This is the problem with kind of, you know, straddling the line of like, 
well, I could be friends and I want to get to know you first, but, you know, we could not date. Like, no, you're on a dating app to date. You know, the, the idea. So now this guy is sitting there being like, hey, I get this person as like an emotional crutch. I know they're attracted to me. Knowing someone's attracted to you does keep you in the text and the call game. It does feel good to receive that text. So we have to admit to like the humanness of that. And, and he's getting something out of you. Whether you're his type or not doesn't matter. You, you know what his type is? Attracted to him. That's his type. And... You know, then there's someone that's more his type, attracted to him with, uh, as he puts it, an exotic look. So he's trying to get to this, like, most my type thing while holding on to you to, as an emotional crutch until that time comes, knowing he can hook up with you because you already have hooked up. So I, I think you got to get away from this. I don't think you – he says he wants to be friends. Fuck him. It's not a friend. It's a, This isn't a friend. You didn't meet his friends, right? I It just – I don't think this friend's this thing guy's is gonna problematic. Happen. Get out of here. Yeah, this I guy's agree. Problem- and also, here. none of my friends, you're my friend. You would never talk to me like that. That's a crazy thing to say to a person. We're not exactly. friends, you know? What, what are, do you have a type, Raina? No, I actually don't. I mean, I just, I like people. I, I like when I think about everybody I've dated, like the, those people were right for me at that time. Like I was mm. engaged, I was engaged to somebody in my 20s, and that guy was great for me at that time. I would never look twice at that guy today. And conversely, like, the person I'm dating, for example, now is, is sober. He doesn't drink. Five, mm. six years ago, I probably wouldn't have dated somebody like that. But I don't doesn't bother me at See, all. And I like it. It's so interesting that you bring up like all and I ask if you have a type like I, I, I do think this is a female thing where you're like, well, he's he's sober. So I wouldn't you know, our personalities wouldn't match. And back then I did. You know, there was a guy that I got engaged to and he's just not my t- like I think for a lot of men type goes into that. Like, what look do I normally go for? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's very like five minutes in front of your face. And that sounds icky. I get that. But like, you know, go to a man's, go to a woman's explore page and it's like stylish women that she likes. You know, if you're I, like, I, is your, what is your explore page right now? What What is on your explore page? I, I have a feeling because I think a lot of women have like, like styles, like, like what is on your explore page? Uh, style reality TV. A lot of gossip, a lot of reality TV stars, <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of reality TV, food, okay. food, gossip, fashion and reality TV, a lot of celebrity gossip. There you go. A guy's explore page is the type of women he fantasizes about. So I think that you bring up a good thing. I mean, a good point, which is that probably for most men, yes, they bring up a physical type for women. They bring up an emotional type, a sure. financial, t- a financial it, type. Fair. In- an age, um, just just like your overall vibe. Yes, when you say type to me, my first thought is like, um, what are you looking for? Somebody financially, sure. uh, what are they a doing for a living? Lifestyle, so to speak. Lifestyle, yes, yes. Exactly. And, and when you when because when I listen, I don't think he's. I think this guy's annoying and a dick for telling her his type and being like, "You're not my type, but I'll keep you." Like he could, if he was a mature person, he would maturely lied to her which which i know that sounds bad yes i agree hey you know he wouldn't talk to you for 30 minutes a day going five to six dates going to you know hang out in a non-date type way he would go you know what i need to get away from this woman because she's not my type and while i'm attracted to her i know that won't last as long as someone that i'm actually attracted to that is so and so my quote-unquote fantasy he wouldn't go up to you he would go it was great to meet you but this isn't the match instead he was like, I'm going to hold on to you as this emotional keeper and a backup and let you know at the same time, you're just not what I'm into. Like, that's not that's a dick move. You're so right there. There's like a million other ways to go about saying to somebody like, I, I don't vibe with you. This doesn't feel like a match. I don't see this going forward romantically any further. There's a million other things you could have said before insulting the way that I look and also to- boiling it down to the fact that I owe you a certain way of like making you feel who the fuck are you? What does he and look like? Because she asked, can someone just not look beyond their type? And I go, yes, someone can look at I, I, that is a fair thing. Lifestyle looks whatever your thing is. It's okay. You can end something for any reason, but that's not. Also, the world isn't. I love. I love chocolate. So fuck vanilla. 
Like you can't. So when he's, but that's the way he's making it seem when he keeps you around and says you're not really good enough for me to date, or I, I don't think I could ever get over the hump. He's making it sound like that, but that's not the truth. Like the idea that you're not his type doesn't mean that there's not someone else out there. I say this all the time on the podcast. You're someone's foot. There are guys masturbating to feet on the internet. And there's a guy who's just, that's what he's super into. He likes to see him scrunch. That's his deal. And you are that for someone else. You're someone's foot. You, whatever you are, there's a guy that's like fiending for your type. So get away from this guy. Believe him when he tells you this. But also, you know, don't get bogged down in like, I'm not a good enough type. Because you're just, you, to someone else, you're like, oh my God, I found the one, you know? Absolutely. Get out of there. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Native Deodorant. Sometimes life stinks. It rains on your birthday. The coffee line is around the block. The good news, you don't have to because Native Deodorant has your back. I love Native Deodorant. I love their products. I love that it's, you know, made from things that I can understand. It, I, it smells great. And I love that they have a product line. Like usually you get your one deodorant, you get your one shampoo, and you deal with that flavor until it runs out. Native has a whole line of products that you're going to love in differentiating flavors and smells to make you, you know, feel a little different on a Monday, feel a little different on a Tuesday, right? You have your weekend deodorant. Native cares about what you put on your body. That's the most important part. And they are about stopping the stink the right way. That's the Native difference. You've heard us talk about Native's legendary aluminum-free deodorant, but have you tried their body wash, toothpaste, and their brand new mineral-based sunscreen? So now you can you can put something on your body that you can feel confident in all over. It's it's not just your shampoo. It's not just your body wash. It's not just your underarm, you know, deodorant. That's right. Native has a broad spectrum SPF 30 sunscreen for your face and body. It's lightweight, absorbs quickly, and you can choose between unscented and coconut and pineapple. See? They always have different scents. Native's on a mission to overhaul your entire hygiene routine. Put the care in self-care. Native's products work against odor with simple ingredients that smell great. You can get their deodorant and body wash in amazing scents like coconut and vanilla, coconut and vanilla, citrus and herbal musk, lavender and rose, and more. I love the coconut and vanilla. I am such a fan. You can even build your own. This is what I love. You can build your own personalized product bundle. Mix and match three of your favorite scents and keep them on rotation so you have something for every occasion. That's a big deal. Stay fresh, stay clean with Native by going to nativedeo.com slash JTrain or use promo code JTrain at checkout and get 20, 20, 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash JTrain or use promo code JTrain at checkout for 20% off your first order. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Brooklinen. It's summer. That means hot nights. It can be hard to fall asleep. Get Brooklinen sheets. They're crisp and breathe well to keep you cool all night long. Brooklinen has, was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. I got to say, I have the sheets, I got the duvet cover, and I've got the towels. And they are all fantastic and beautiful and I, I just so comfy. It, it takes your home and changes it. And, and if you're like, if you're looking at the same sheets or the same towels from college, you're doing it wrong. It's a different world right now. You're out of college. It's over. It's time to up what you got going on at home. And, and not just for the people that walk in, but for you, you're going to feel better about yourself. And listen, what I love about Brooklyn is they work directly with manufacturers to give you a fair price. No middlemen. So you're not paying the rent for Bed Bath & Beyond. No markups. Get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price. And it's great quality stuff. You know how I know? Because my mom is asking about Brooklyn. She's like, I got to get the stuff. I love it. Brooklyn has something for every comfort need. Ideal for a seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors, and patterns all the time. I'm talking buttery soft and breathable sheets, plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, and comfy loungewear where you'll want to put on and never take off. They're so confident in their core products that they came that they come with a 365-day warranty. And fans are confident too. There's a reason Brooklyn has over 75,000 five-star reviews and counting and their customer service clearly they get their eight hours every night because they're a dream to work with if you ever have an issue listen brooklyn has been a longtime sponsor i have now the whole product line and it's all fantastic and takes your 
you know, maybe your apartment, your bathroom to a whole new level. So give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com, use promo code JTRAIN20, JTRAIN20 to get $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, enter promo code JTRAIN20 for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's brooklinen.com, promo code JTRAIN20. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com, JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Here with Raina Greenberg, at Raina.Greenberg. Girls Gotta Eat Podcast. Go listen, go listen, go listen. Love this. Crazy for my coworker. Okay. Here's the situation. I have an internship in a new city for the summer. I've developed a huge crush on my coworker. I'm 21. He's 24. I feel like we flirt all the time and have a really good banter going on. I really want to make a move, but I'm nervous because we sit together at work and he trains me on all of my job skills. I don't even know how to go about making a move, and I'm nervous about making things awkward for the rest of the summer. Plus, I'm worried he sees me as too young for him. The thing is, I'm only here for another month or so, and I just want to go out and have a good time. I'm not looking for anything serious. I feel like it could be a perfect situation for both of us. Do you have any suggestions about how I could make a move or drop hints for him to make a move? Thanks again for keeping me endlessly entertained, girl that just wants a good time. Raina, what do you think? I mean, so what you're saying to me is that she's only in this job situation for a month, right? I mean, sure. if this was a long-term situation, if this was somebody who was your superior, you're going to have to be there for a long period of time. Totally different scenario. Then you got to think about like all the ins and outs of like navigating like a workplace romance mm. or sex capade, whatever. For one month, I would just start chatting with him. I would casually let it drop that you are only there for a month. So he knows pressure's off. He so- doesn't have to start thinking... Well, I would, I would, let me hold off on, so I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. She's, a, she has an internship. He's 24, she's 21, and they sit together and he trains her on all her job skills. So he knows exactly the time frame that she's there for. She's, he's training her. So I agree with you that it's just, a, it's a finite amount of time. So that's, that works in her favor. I would say to her, say to you, the big problem that is the way she's seeing it from his end. She is so wrong about his concerns. She writes, um, she writes, I'm worried he sees me as too young for him. I don't know if he sees you as too young for him. I see he sees you as someone who could get him in trouble at work and have him lose his job. Yeah, he does. He, he doesn't want to be the guy that fucked the intern. And I get exactly. it. Um, uh, but what I'm saying to you is, you know, she so you're right. He knows there's a finite amount of time. I think she can say, like, what are you doing after work? I'm going to meet some friends. Do you want to come? Like, be bold. She's not 18. You don't, he's 36. But you don't think this causes problems for her in any way? Like, to me, like, to me, the, the idea that they only have a little bit of time, like, how about you just flirt until the end of the internship? Because she says... I ju- she look, goes, I'm not looking for anything serious. I feel like we have a perfect situation for both of us. No, it isn't. It, you're not a perfect situation for him because you are a very difficult situation for him where everyone at work looks at him a certain different way. He's training you. It's not really a good look to go and start hooking up with the people you're training. No matter, It doesn't matter if he's within high school age of you. It doesn't matter. Like You're thinking of things in a college way and – Things change the minute you go from intern to I need this for the health insurance. So I think she needs to like it, like and she says this could be fun and flirty and we're just working together. You're saying that because it's safe for you. This is a guy that you know is someone at work who's trustworthy and you know yeah. that he makes a good living. Like fuck that. Like you're in no way is she seeing how detrimental this is. Like I'm looking at this and I'm sweating going, "Don't do it, dude. Don't do it, dude." Cuz it's not because she gets to leave at the end of the summer. He has to stay there and be the dog that like went, went out with the intern. So I listen. And also, she's not. It depends what they do for a living, though. Also, what, what is what is the job? Is he but trying to make law partner? I, does he work at sales? But what about her job? What like what about her getting a good recommendation afterwards? And what about her looking good on the job and looking professional? I don't think that. So yes, I don't encourage her to fuck the people that are training her. But I also don't think you should have any bearing on getting a good recommendation after this. She still came to work every day on time. She was dressed appropriately. She did her job. People work hook up with each other. I just, I guess, I don't think of it as being that deep. It also depends on what you do for a living and how how. Di- I worked in restaurants growing up. Everybody fucked Different everybody. Story. You know. Yeah, they, it, um, but I would also, I, I would say. When it's in an office setting, mm-hmm. you just 
you lose control of the situation. And and when she says I want light and fun, to me this brings anxiety and not fun. Like I I to me, here's how I would play it. If I'm her, keep the flirt game going. Have fun at work. That's your work kind of like that's your you know, diversion from the day like that, that you guys can like smile at each other. You think he's cute. Go and live in this new city that you moved into the, for the summer. Go out to bars, hook up, meet new people, have a good time and let them know about the good time you're having. And then last week of the internship, you start. That's when you start to make your stronger move. The last week of the internship, because then there's that weekend after the internship ends, and you guys can have a fun time together. And that's now your city hookup that you can go visit to when you're all you know off of school on break. Like I think that you can put. You, you have nothing but time, and you know the end date, so that makes it even better for a workplace. Will they? Won't they? Do you understand every sitcom? Every sitcom ends when the will they won't they hooks up. Jim and Pam hook up. The office isn't, isn't as good anymore. You know, the nanny hooks up with Mr. Sheffield. I'm really into the nanny right now. That show gets less funny. Every show gets less fun the minute the, the two people hook up. And that's the same for this situation. So why not put it to the end? That's my point. But I I hear what you're saying. I just I'm looking from her point of view. I'm like I'm 21. This guy's cute. Who fucking cares? Yeah. I'm gonna go out. But I listen. I agree with you. It's what is the 30 day internship? You can wait. Sure, you can uh, wait. Just right. give it to the last week. Listen, I'm not telling her not to have fun. I'm just saying the guy isn't looking at you like. Oh, she's too young for me. Like he's 80 and she's 24. No, no, no. He's, <laughs> no. He's, no, he's saying this hot chick could ruin my job here and I need the health insurance and I have a 401k. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Raina Greenberg at Raina.greenberg. Let's keep going. It's, ooh, I like this one. Is having too many guy friends a thing? Okay. Love the pod. This is going to sound like the most pick-me girl email ever, but I promise I am not that girl. I'm a woman in my mid-20s living in NYC. My question is, are there things you should absolutely steer clear from talking about on a first date? Okay. I have recently been on three first dates. None of them have resulted in second dates. When I go on a date... I usually talk about my friends and life in general. Recently, my friend group has shifted, and now I have many more guy friends than girlfriends. Mind you, my guy friends are friends I will go out and party with, and my girlfriends are my closest friends. Um, we know what's going on in each other's lives and have a deep friendship. The issue is all of my girlfriends have boyfriends and have become boring so when i'm out on the weekends it's usually with my platonic guy friends i definitely am a girl's girl and would love to have more girlfriends it's just difficult when your girlfriend group is small roughly six girls and there are limited ways to meet new girlfriends honestly having more guy friends than girlfriends bothers me a lot i love my guy friends but at the end of the day i don't have a penis and cannot relate to them 100 percent like i can with other women i'm wondering if by me bringing up my guy friends on a date is veering these guys to ghost me, I don't bring them up to make the guys jealous. That would be crazy. It's way more casual and in a way that it's just, oh, me and my guy friends went out this weekend. What did you do? Or my friend Joe has a rooftop. We party at a lot. Should I cut the cord on mentioning them at all? I feel as though there's nothing to hide because there's nothing romantic between me and any of these guys. I have been friends with them for many years now. And if there were something, I would have made a move by now. Now, obviously, this is not the definite reason why these guys are ghosting me. It could 100% be something else, but I am unsure and just want to know if I should steer clear of mentioning them. Raina Greenberg, what do you think? Oh, man, there's so much to unpack. Um, it's a, okay, so let's a fantastic, just go I think this is a fantastic email because you can always tell in the way someone writes something if, like, what the, you know, if, if the issue is them. And this is, I don't, I read this email and I go, I can't believe that she is saying her guy friends in a way that wouldn't be appropriate and responsible and nice. Like it, she wrote it. So she wrote it so well and self-aware here that I can't imagine she's on these dates being like, and my guy friends, am I right? Uh, and then doing a penis move to her mouth. Like I, I, I would assume she's very appropriate, but go ahead. Raina. Um, you know, I think that 
for, for first of all, this is already something she's insecure about um, that she doesn't have more girlfriends to speak of. And I will mm-hmm. say just to address that, that is just something that sometimes happens in your late 20s totally. as a female. All of your close girlfriends are planning weddings. They're moving in with their guys. It does get better. People do sort of like chill out a little bit in their 30s. So but I it agree. does say it just sound like she's already a little bit insecure about that. But yeah, I mean, I guess it would I would have to hear her on the date and hear how she's talking about her male friends. Is she talking about how they look? Is she talking about you know, things that sort of reek of we've slept together before. I, that would be a crazy person that did something like that. And you're a man, so but, you can tell me how you would feel. But, but based I don't, on her, but based on her, sorry to interrupt, but based on her email, it, I can't believe that's what she's doing. I mean, her, she's so well written here that like, it doesn't seem like, I, I understand what you're saying. And I've been on dates with those girls before where it's like, oh, and you know, Jason, my friend Jason, and I, we used to, I, I, I don't even know if I've ever been turned off by that, to tell you the truth. Like, like if you say they're a guy friend, okay, cool. Oh, a bunch of my guy friends. And I like the way she put it here. A bunch of my guy friends went out this weekend. What did you do? Like, that's normal. My friend Joe has a rooftop. We party a lot. That sounds normal. I, 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 I'm actually, I am. I'm thinking like to me, this, first of all, what a lot of people do is they connect not getting second dates to like one thing like this. And I don't think that's why you're not getting second dates. Um, I think you're not getting second dates because did she say how old she is? But it seems like she's younger. She's in her twenties. You're probably going out with guys in their twenties and those guys go on first dates to fuck. That's it. Like, <laughs> like that's <laughs> so like if you're going on a date with a guy whose one goal is like, Hey, we'll get drunk drinks. We'll help get a little drunk. Maybe make some say, you know, you know, head up and hang out. Let's consider these bullets dodged, no? Yeah, I also, I mean, I guess if you think that it might be a red flag, maybe the next date you go on, test out not bringing up your guy friends as much. Or maybe what you're bringing up is that you're partying a lot. And and these guys Fair. are and these guys are saying, okay, I'm going to put her in this bucket of her only hobbies are getting drunk with all these dudes. And also, there's yeah. no judgment. If that is your hobbies, then that's your hobbies. Who cares? But maybe she's putting off this vibe of like, all my friends are male and all I do is party with them. And he's like, ah, I'm not really like, feeling that right now but then that's not your guy yeah she did her her email did give off partying vibes too Uh, i I, i'm with you on that which is totally fine but uh the the idea that yeah i go out with my guy friends we we get drunk on rooftops and we're just having fun and living life they go okay that's not the crew i'm looking to get involved that's okay but i i would also say that like any guy if who's steered away from you mentioning guy friends isn't really a great guy to date just just generally like you should kind of feel saved by that like he can't handle that you have like said you have guy friends like if that that person how how confident could that person be how good in bed could that person be how much fun could that person be like if someone introduced me as a guy friend you're if you're first like if i get introduced to a guy friend or if you get introduced to a girlfriend your first move is to trust that that's their friend that you're not being like brought into the, like if your first move is to, to go, well, she's fucking all these dudes. Like, uh, like, dude, you're a little gross. Like you're, uh, you're, you're lacking something. 100%. You're completely right. I mean, I would just assume that like I could bring up any man I'm friends with to the person I'm dating and they would, and they would assume if I wanted to fuck that person or date them, prior to ever meeting them i would have and also (laughs) no amount of harassing me or being jealous is going to stop me from doing it so i would have done it i yeah i would actually i would change the strategy to maybe talking about different hobbies rather than drinking and partying if you have other hobbies um and see if that helps the j train podcast is brought to you by best fiends you know my motto is beach by noon but if you want to feel like you're at the beach all the time Play Best Fiends. It's cool off your brain just like a tall glass of lemonade. That's right. That's what it's for. A game like Best Fiends is for taking your brain, putting it on the shelf, using it when you're like, I need five minutes away. And I play, and I do, that's what I use it for. I, I use it all the time. I love it. Takes my brain off 
uh, takes my thoughts just and, and just puts them away for a second. Let me just play a fun game that's colorful and great and never really runs out of steam. Best Fiends is a casual puzzle game that's beautifully designed and makes your brain feel good. Once you start playing, it's satisfying. It's satisfying to finish a level. Once you start playing, you will not want to stop. I'm obsessed. Best Fiends is way more fun than other matching puzzle games out there. It makes 30 minutes feel like 30 seconds. Totally free to download. With thousands of puzzles to solve, there's something new every day. I'm already on level 59 like it's crazy and there are thousands of levels it's bright colorful has cute characters it's got a whole world you collect tons of cute little characters that you use to beat the bad guys in each level all and best fiends is always releasing new challenges characters and themes all the time so it never gets old Download the five-star rated puzzle game, Best Fiends, today for free on App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Raina Greenberg. Raina.Greenberg. Girls got to eat. Go listen, go listen, go listen. We're going to do one more email, then we'll get to the screenshot emails, okay? Because I, I, I think this is an interesting email. You ready? Not the engagement ring I dreamed of. Jared, my boyfriend and I have been together two years. I know he's planning on proposing in the next few months. We were speaking about rings a month ago, and I basically said what shape I liked and that I really wanted to have a say in my ring setting also. He told me that he likes a different shape and setting than the one I like slash wanted and stated that it is not romantic for me to choose the ring. My boyfriend has different tastes in things. I like things that are more simple and elegant. His style is louder than mine like more trendy. I told him to at least ask my sister before he chooses a ring because she'd know if I like it. He said he doesn't want anyone knowing and that it should be a surprise. I really know it's going to be something not my style as with other clothing slash jewelry items he's gotten me in the past, which I still wear around him to make him happy. My mom and friends are telling me that the ring is the least important part, which I understand, but I am picky and still want the ring I like, especially since I'm going to be wearing it forever. How do I tell him this is important to me without being rude and coming off as demanding? If it makes a difference, he's proposed before to an ex and she went and chose her own ring, but he refers to her as someone who is very demanding and selfish, which is not what I want to come across as. Raina, what do we think? This is a tough one. I actually don't think it's a tough one. I think she has the words. I think she has all, she knows everything to do. I think she just says to him, I don't want to come off as being demanding or selfish. I love your taste in a lot of things. I love that you want to give me something that you really like and that you think that I'll be proud to wear, but I'd like a say in it too. And that's it. I appreciate everything. It's, I, her family's response to her is, is correct the ring isn't important but this conversation is important like that's the more troubling thing to me is that he heard you and just flat out disagreed and then (laughs) and now you're wearing things that you the only reason you wear certain jewelry is because he gave it to you now you're somewhat subservient to him like where's the compromise in this whole relationship and then the idea that he brings up an ex like the idea that you matched his language is also very scary to me. You said, um, "How do I tell him this is important to me without being rude and coming off as demanding?" And then you say, "It makes it di- if it makes a difference." He proposed to an ex, and and she went and chose her own ring. But he refers to her as someone who's very demanding and selfish. So now you're using this demanding word that he used for his ex, and you're afraid of losing him because you you don't want to act like the ex. But it's like, no, this. You, his story about the ex actually like is in, is insulting and is a little bit gaslighty to me. Like the idea that like, be, you know, oh, my ex was demanding because she asked for her own ring. What do you do? You have something to say about the ring? It's like, <laughs> right? I think that um, listen, there's one one person's gonna win and one person's gonna lose in this situation. I, I think a lot of times there's a compromise, but you know, it, it is in this situation either she's gonna pick it or he's gonna pick it. Why shouldn't she like he's saying to her, What I want you to wear supersedes what you wanna wear. And why yeah. is that fair? And why can't it be, hey, um, like I that's why I think the conversation is about rings. The conversation is about like, you're not really listening to me. You're not really like taking my emotion. And this is a big moment. I know this is a big moment for you, but like, and listen, I understand it didn't work out in the past when you did it a certain way, but we are a different relationship. And if there are similarities from the last relationship that, you know, 
one doesn't meet the other. It, a plus B doesn't equal C. You know, picking the ring doesn't mean that, and because you know, it doesn't mean that we won't get engaged and have a great marriage. So, I think a little of this is like talking about like his comparisons to the last relationship and being able to compromise with you. Yes, I also think that, yes, her parents can boil it down and say it doesn't matter. Yes, I guess it doesn't matter. Other cultures don't do this. You know, the idea of like the big wedding ring is a very American thing. It doesn't exist sure. in other cultures, but it is a thing in American culture. And what it is supposed to be is a symbol for how I feel about you. The symbol that I wear on my body every day, I don't necessarily want it to be a symbol of like, I want you to do this thing that you don't like, but I like it, so you should do it. That is the nail hit on the head. You nailed it because now the symbol becomes something else. You're totally right. And it's like, you, you, I mean, even explaining it that way, like every time I look at this ring, it'll be that you told me what to do and you weren't caring enough to hear my emotional state on this. Like, can you see it that way? And it's like, so this is a conversation that ends with a ring purchase, but begins with other topics, I think, right? Yeah, also grow up. Let me pick my own ring. Shut the fuck yeah. up about all your feelings. It's a piece of jewelry. Let me pick you, it. Yeah, your fucking Disney Prince fantasy. Go whack off to something else. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do a couple more. Is that cool, Raina? I sent you um, a couple. I'm ready. Let's start, I got un Let's start with Uncomfortable Squatter. You ready? I, I love this email. Yes. It's a great email. I recently started listening to your podcast, Love It So Much. While I was at the gym today, it hit me that I had the perfect situation to write in about. I go to Planet Fitness, and a few months ago, a guy at the gym gave me some pointers on a workout, and now we work out together whenever we see each other. I loved it because I felt like I would get a much better workout with him. I'm 27, and he is in his 50s. I may have naively assumed that our age difference meant there would be no romantic or I naively, I, I, may, I may have naively assumed that our age difference meant that there would be nothing romantic between us and I should say that I'm not at all attracted to him at all. So she's not attracted to him at all. A few weeks ago, he had a confession to tell me, which was him telling me that he was married, like he thought I would be upset. This really threw me for a loop. I told him that it didn't matter because we were platonic and just working out together. I don't know if getting this quote-unquote confession off his chest gave him permission to be more open about his feelings about me, but now when we work out together, maybe one to two times a week by chance, it's never pre-planned. He tells me I'm so beautiful throughout the whole workout, says things like, you're lucky I'm married, as if he wasn't. What the fuck does he think would happen? Like, bro. <laughs> oh God! Honestly, I don't hate being told I'm gorgeous for an hour straight, but it's starting to make me feel uncomfortable. I feel like if I do a stretch, uh, so I feel like if I do a stretch, uh, so a squat, he's going to hold on. I feel like if I do a stretch or a squat, he's going to start. Uh, he's going to be staring and thinking, God knows what. He literally told me today that he thinks about me all the time. I want to tell him that he's making me uncomfortable and I don't want to work out together anymore, but I feel badly bursting his bubble. I should mention he also Instagram messages me most mornings with a good morning phrase or picture, see attached, and responds to my IG stories. What do I do? Sincerely, Uncomfortable Squatter, a.k.a. I won't say the name, but let's go to the screenshots. Um, I'll read. So he, <laughs> this guy... <laughs> Is a lot. Um, so this is the screenshot. I, we're putting it up on the screen for all the viewers out in Instagram land. The first one is a good morning. Is that like an inspirational good morning? It's this so one's, weird. I hope you. I hope you wake up feeling exceptional. You are important, needed, and unique. Good morning. And then he writes, "Good morning, blank." And then she writes back. You want to so, read her? Uh, she she does write good night with a lot of O's and a smiley face. And then he sends literally a week later. He's like, good morning with another cat, you know, another weird, <laughs> you know, good morning with a coffee cup or some shit. Have a wonderful day, lady, with a heart face emoji and a sunshine. 
Uh, and she says you too. And she says his name was with a smiley face, which ugh, this whole thing is so weird. It's so weird. It's so much. Uh, Raina, what do you think? What does she do? Okay. So I'm very, I'm very glad that this email came up. Um, okay, good. I, men have been putting women in positions like this for centuries. Um, and I think that women are, we are so used to placating situations, not wanting to offend somebody, not wanting to hurt somebody's feelings. But let's put this in perspective. He has done something completely inappropriate to you, who is a stranger, to his wife, who he should not be acting like this behind her back. He is coming on to somebody who has made it pretty clear through a lot of physical cues that they're not into you. He keeps pushing, right? And so you are now like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to make him feel bad. I don't yeah. want to, you know, I don't want to stroke his ego the wrong way. And it's like, why should you feel bad telling somebody to stop a behavior that they should absolutely feel bad doing? Yes. And this is a very male female dynamic that has carried on for centuries. Bosses have been doing male bosses have been doing this their female employees forever. But, you know, I, somebody said this to me the other day. She said, this guy sent me a dick pic and like, oh, I don't know what to say back to him because I don't really want that. And I'm uncomfortable. And I was like, you can name the behavior and say, I don't like this. Mm. You don't have to worry. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings that is doing something completely inappropriate to you and their wife. He brought the discomfort to you. Yes. And he's making it your problem to deal with. Yes. So, and and listen, let's also admit to the danger that goes on here. Like, he knows where you go to the gym. He knows where to find you on Instagram. Like, he can get make a fake account and try following you from that. Like, this can slide down the hill of danger very quickly. Like, and so that's scary. So, I think it's, you know, I mean, changing gyms is like a bit, it could be a big part of this. And I know that sucks, but life fucking sucks. And sometimes you just got to like get away from the danger zone because this guy, the more he not get, he doesn't get it, the more dangerous it gets. Don't you think? Yes. Yeah, so I think a couple of things. Yes. I mean, and again, I feel like every woman that's had a boss that came on to her has had the same idea. Mm. Why should I have to change jobs? You know, sure. why should I? And why should I know changing jobs not the same thing as changing a gym? But I, I think that what we're afraid of is we say something to somebody and they flip out on us. But sure. I think that because she does have his Instagram, she can at least say like, hey, I, I just want to be clear and I'm not trying to insult you, but like I am not interested and this feels inappropriate to me. Um, it, no, no offense. Like she doesn't have to bring up the wife. It's fine. You don't have to shame him. But you can say like, I don't, I don't love the vibe of these interactions. I feel uncomfortable. Maybe you don't mean to make me to, but that's how I feel. And I'd like the morning DMs and the constant discussion about my looks to stop, please. Yeah, I, I, I think even I, I would be more direct than that. Like I, and I think you're right. Okay. I, I totally agree with the Instagram. Like, let's go through Instagram. And also, these things are never the mistake we make with these interactions is we keep them a secret because maybe we're embarrassed and we don't want to sound bad and we have someone that's attracted to us so we don't want to sound like we're like not really no 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 no. you need to tell people because safety in numbers tell your family tell your friends tell the people at the gym let's tell the, the let's call the gym this person is making me feel uncomfortable they're not getting it they keep being around me I have warned them but I need you to know and keep an eye on me while I'm on the gym that is something that Planet Fitness should be doing right like wouldn't you assume that some, the management there should and then I would send the message hey this has gotten me on I feel uncomfortable around you these messages, the way you are in the gym, I thought we were going to be cool. I thought we were friends who worked out together. You then came to me with this confession. The confession made me feel a little weird, and then it's gotten even weirder from there for me. So you got to back off. I will wave to you, say hello to you if that's the case, but this is too much. Please stop messaging me. So like I, Because I think you need to shoot this guy right at the heart. You can't, you can't miss on this dude. Is my point. I, that's yeah. because and I, I think I, that women are we're worried that somebody's going to flip out and say, you're you're misinterpreting this. How could you act like this? But who cares? So he'll flip matter. out. It doesn't matter what he's yeah. doing is inappropriate. At best scenario, he'll say, you know what? I misinterpreted this and I'm sorry. Worst, he says, you know, you're a bitch. I can't believe who cares either way. You, you don't want it to keep happening. Why should you have to keep accepting the behavior of somebody who's being inappropriate? And, and then from there, it's a block. And there it's a maybe a changing of gyms. Yeah. Um, and let's hope it doesn't get worse than that. You're right. 
Right. But you're right. You got to You just got to shoot straight and you just got to say, like, I don't want no the apologies. constant discussions about how I look. Yes. Yeah. You you have all the you have all the facts to give the, you know, the um the the, the courtroom, you know, like final speech. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of and also because, you know, flipping out over Instagram is way safer than in front of you at a gym where you see him in person. That's, you know, but I, I would safety yeah. in numbers. Tell people. Yeah, tell people. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. I got one more for you, Rainy. You ready for one more? I'm ready. Okay. This one's called Towelgate. <laughs> okay. Okay. I had followed this guy on Instagram. Context. Our dads are really good friends. We hung out a few times as kids, but haven't seen each other or talked in 15 plus years. Hoping he'd DM me, and one day he did, which I was super excited about. I have been single for a while, and I was hopeful about meeting him as I thought he was attractive and knew he came from a good family. We flirted a bit in the DMs and planned to meet up later that night at a bar. i have been drinking all day, so by the time that evening came, I wasn't drinking a lot. Long story short, we hung out, talked for a few hours, casually drinking and hanging out with a few of his friends. I get an Uber home, and he kind of just came with me. No words were said beyond him saying, I'm leaving, and him saying, okay, me too but besides me beyond me saying i'm leaving and him saying okay me too okay at this point i knew i didn't want to hook up with him uh that night so i should should have said we should go on our separate ways tonight or something along those lines but hindsight's 2020 anyways we get to my apartment i get ready for bed immediately five step skincare routine and everything well he sits <laughs> awkwardly in my living room i said okay i'm going to sleep he follows and we both just get in bed and fall asleep no touching or anything ha ah, i wake up around 7 a.m. but still laying in bed with my back to the bedroom door and I can hear him get up go to the bathroom and walk around the apartment I hear him rustling through my candy dish of Skittles chowing down on them then I hear him walk back to my bedroom but he doesn't sit or lie down I can I can feel him just standing there next to the bed he goes out and then comes back a few more times never sitting or laying on the bed eventually he gets back in bed and we both fall back asleep a couple hours later we wake up and I drive him to his car and head back home when I get back, I notice something under my bed. I get a closer look, and it's one of my large bath towels scrunched up in a ball stuffed under my bed on the side he slept on. I pull it out, and it's relatively damp. I think I immediately think, what the fuck, but knew I had unfortunately had to smell it, but knew I unfortunately <laughs> had to smell it. It definitely had a smell, not of pee. There was no discolor, and there was no evidence of cum. I think, what is... <laughs> There's no discolor or evidence of cum is ridiculous. I think, what is this mystery substance? I felt the bed where he slept and it was also semi-damp. I go to put the towel and all my bedding in the laundry, grab my other towels in the bathroom to wash for good measure. And one of my hand towels that was on the towel rack is soaked and has the same smell as the other towel. After much deliberation and through the process of elimination, I came to the conclusion it was probably sweat because what else could it be? I'm also a fellow sweater, so no hate, but like, why? Wow. <laughs> I've texted him and asked him what happened, why my towel was stuffed under the bed with a laughing face to try and make a joke of it. And I didn't want to be mean as I'm sure it was embarrassing for him. And he said, had no clue what that is and said he was really fucked up. Reminder, this happened at 7 a.m. Plus, I live alone. So it's not like I could have been with anyone else. I or, or not like it could have been anyone else. I think he's either just lying and doesn't want to admit what happened or he truly was that fucked up. But I feel like I would have been able to tell given I was sober by the end of the night. The worst part of the story is eventually I discover that my candy bowl is empty. He ate all my Skittles. See screenshot for empty candy dish and towel picks. So let's take a look. Here's the towel. Yeah, there's like the a candy dish. It looks like a like a, a mouse got in there. Like there's, there's all there are Skittle shells, and there's where the towel is scrunched under the bed. That does feel. I'm looking at the towel under the bed. That is specifically placed, doesn't it seem? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. He was definitely trying to hide it, which is so weird because like. I mean, listen, it's not like it's not the best thing in the world when you're like sweaty. You've like showered at a stranger's apartment, but like there's no shame in it either. We went out no. all night and I felt like showering before I left. Who cares? Showering. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I don't like, she writes in conclusion, we haven't talked since my towels are on their 37th wash cycle. Do I give him <laughs> another chance? We're technically family friends and I feel like he's probably a normal guy. Maybe he just excessively sweats, but I also wish he would have just been straight up with me and said, yeah, sorry, this would have happened, blah, blah, blah. Especially as I tried to make light of it when I texted, but also how do I move past towel gate? Rainer, what do you think? I mean, I don't, the idea of giving him another chance, I mean, are you talking about romantically, friendship-wise? It's like romantically, if you weren't into the guy, you weren't into the guy. And this is just sure. some weird behavior. I mean, personally, I am maybe like, I'm ultra respectful of other people's places. I'm not walking around taking showers at someone's no. place that I'm not dating. I'm not eating their food. I'm not mm -hmm. like taking something and then trying to hide it under their bed. It, the whole thing is like, just like a really, it's weird to me. And, and by the way, if you had just said to somebody, I'm hungry or I'd love to jump in the shower it's not a cardinal sin so the fact that you tried to hide it is so odd to me to me the whole thing is bad and she should never see this guy again she gave him a chance because of the family thing she wrote in the beginning that like oh our dads are friends and we haven't seen each other in 15 plus years but i know he comes from a good family well he didn't really act like he did he just shows up in your car <laughs> he doesn't even like to me he doesn't respect you emotionally like yeah. this guy just you say, hey, I'm going to go. Yeah, me too. Ends up in an Uber with you, comes over, sits on the couch. Like at what point did he respect you enough to like joke around? He couldn't even joke around with you about the towel. He didn't trust you to like have fun with that interaction. He didn't trust you to say like, let's say he peed the bed. Hey, I'm so embarrassed. I yeah. I peed the bed and then I put a towel out like I was like you know like it was a newspaper and i was a dog that peed on the ground like <laughs> like and like a fun cool woman that you respect would come you you would tell that to and you would take the loss but like everything he did kind of didn't even it it kind of acted like someone who didn't see you as even with him on a conversational front like he couldn't say hey i'd like to come home with you like and and give you the you know what I mean? Doesn't that make I, it makes me hate him? It yeah. makes me hate him. And anyone you text like, hey, where'd the towel come from? Anyone that can't go and you do the laughing face emoji for them to let them off. They can't even come back with a joke. They can't even say like, I ate all the fucking skittles. Like. Right, Dude. he lied. It's so weird. And also, like, I, she couldn't. I love that she said I did the whole five-step skincare routine. It's so yes, funny. She it. couldn't have made it more clear. I'm not interested in you. Don't be here. And he's just, he stayed. So this, her asking, should I give him another chance? No, you didn't even want to no. give him a chance before this. Definitely don't give him a chance now. He's had nothing but chances. He got a chance because of his family, because of knowing the dad. He gets a chance at the bar because, hey, we DM'd a little bit. Like, to me, there's... You've shown all the personality and he's shown yeah. none. Yeah, he's not housebroken, girl. Find someone else. There's other guys <laughs> in the world. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Raina Greenberg, you're fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Everyone go follow Raina at Raina.Greenberg on Instagram. Girls Gotta Eat. That's the podcast. Go listen. Get subscribed. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We'll be back on Thursday. Boom.